Rob Cantrell, oh man, I got an exciting episode, exciting guest, artist extraordinaire, has done uh, great album covers, plays in bands, has done tour posters for a bunch of comedians and albums for comedians as well. Great artist in New York. Please give it up for Dima Derchin. Druchin. <laughs> Druchin. Yes. Druchin. I know it's Russian, so they're Druchin. Yeah. So I, I kind of throw a southern uh, thing to it and throws it all <laughs> off. That's okay. But I've always, always I've called you Dima. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, you have a beautiful last name. Dima, how's it going, my man? It's good, you know. <laughs> I know. Uh, we're dodging Delta. I have a, uh, I have a uh, minor threat uh, album cover behind me uh, <laughs> that's Simpsonized. Yes, because uh, my room is just all gray, and your art is so wild and awesome. If you haven't seen Dima uh, Jurchin, <laughs> you say Dima, <laughs> Dima, Dima D, my man Dima D, uh, he has done great album covers for Father John Misty. If you want to check it out, check that's kind of what in the art world, in the album cover world, I guess that's your uh, biggest hit, I would say. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then, but also you've done all kinds of different artwork. Uh, you've been doing animation for music videos right now, Dima. Mm -hmm. You're doing, you're getting into all kinds of stuff. Uh, and you actually are in an installation by Wayne Cohen, the, uh, the lead singer of the Flaming Lips. I just saw that on your Instagram. Tell me, how's the, how's it been going the last five years? I haven't seen you in a bit. <laughs> well, you know, ups and downs. As, yep. as, as we've all uh, experienced. Uh, you know, last five years are pretty uh, hard to encompass, <laughs> especially like since the last uh, year and a half felt like five years. You know, yeah, what, Dima and what, I used what, to what play the in the what, basement. We yeah. used to play a show in the basement. Dima plays awesome bass. He's an amazing artist, amazing person, amazing vibe. Uh, and he's always just been there in the background of my New York experience. But we used to do a show with Greg Barris. Uh, mm -hmm. Greg's show was called The Heart of Darkness, but he would have a band and Dima played bass for him and did the art uh, covers. And it was a great show. Reggie Watts would stop by. We had some, it was just a, it was a good mix of people. Yeah, the ba basement shows are really fun. Cause they're pretty like loose and, uh... They like uh, I feel like the show became more structured later on, but I really like the because it was just kind of just like a mm -hmm. weird jam, and uh, especially I feel like uh, comedians that were really good at like storytelling, right? Like uh, could really, you know, have us play in the background. That was what those were always my favorite parts. We didn't always do that, but I feel like when like uh, we did it and it, like it really worked, uh, uh, it was really really magical. Yeah, you're right. Uh, music, you know, doesn't always lend itself to comedy. Yeah. But with storytelling, you're right. Like, storytelling's not a laugh permitted. It's not on that 
Yeah. A hog age. So you, there is a lot of room to breathe and a lot of gray matter to yeah. play in. And I think a good band that's kind of uh, in tune can work with that. Can you hear it? Yeah, I got yeah. you loud and clear, homie. Um, yeah, and it's just kind of, uh, you kind of engage with it differently. And I feel like music kind of uh, softens the audience a little bit so you can have more room to breathe and kind of find like the humor within like the, the vibe of the moment uh, more than like uh, relying on like the, the punchline you're, you're shooting for. Yeah. Cause I feel like a lot of, there were a lot of these like magical moments that happened that only could happen because that's what we were doing. Yeah. Cause the band's there, you can get an extra laugh or cause it's just another element to set the tone in and comedy is kind of an awkward experience mm -hmm. and music can be awkward, but I don't know. Music is just what it is. It's just, yeah. you know, whereas comedy, you have to, it's almost, it's the magic trick, you know? Yeah. So it takes a lot of little steps. Whereas mm -hmm. music's just a tone, a vibe. It works yeah. great with filmmaking. I love soundtracks. Yeah. I love even visual stock footage with music behind it. Well, um, I mean, like music also, there's, there's, there's more of a safety net with music because it's, it's a lot harder to boo music, even if it's bad. <laughs> but it, like, yeah. you kind of know when a, a joke's not working because uh, the audience is not laughing. <laughs> you know that that you you do have, like rely a more of a uh, honest response from an audience than like I feel like people are more polite towards music. Just cause... yeah, I guess I mean I, I mean comedy is pretty savage, but mm. at the same time, yeah, it, it re relies on laughter. But who's to say what is what? Uh, in these days, you know, it's just like, well, I mean, that's kind of, that was the fun part is that we kind of walked these, uh, you know, gray areas in that show where it, it was like a mix of, but yeah, you know, it's like, it's music and comedy, but it's not like musical comedy or, you know, it's yeah. not like, uh, good way to say like it. a weird, uh, you know, druggy vibe to it. <laughs> you know, it definitely had the, it had the acid test vibes of, you know, the I mean, especially cause it was like in a basement of a hookah bar. <laughs> That everybody smokes cigarettes in. It was a yeah. place called Karma. Well, but it was the last like place you could like do that. Cigarettes. It was, was like ten, 10 years after they already like made uh, cigarettes illegal to smoke in uh, in bars. That was like the last places you could actually do that in were, were hookah bars. And that was like the, I don't know, that's just where Greg uh, got this, got a space. And like grew it on a space for like a good while. We were there like for, I feel like, like three years, right? Yeah, it felt like that show was there for a while and you could rely on. Yeah, it was one of my favorite shows to do. Mm -hmm. um, and I know it got built out and built out, but there was like a sweet moment in it. Yeah, that it did feel you always pictured, hey, I want to do this punk rock type of, you know, art and comedy. But yeah, mm -hmm. it was in the Lower East Side. It, all of us were broke, you know, artists mm -hmm. trying to figure ourselves out. And we had Reggie Watts coming through mm -hmm. and we just had a lot of different influences and yeah. there was a lot of creativity. And yeah, for a good like year or so, like it just really felt, it really yeah. just hit that note. I feel like, yeah, we would like do this show. Then like, we go to Greg's house and party. He had a great apartment. Cause it was like, yeah, it was like three blocks away, but it was like tiny, but like packed. And I'm just like, you know, and it's just, you know, all these awesome comedians are there. That, uh, I know, it was a lot of fun. Not really magical. It was a time. lot of fun. That was a great crew, and 
and to do it in the Lower East Side. And uh, yeah, it was just a, it was a vibe, man. And that's yeah. kind of, you got introduced to a lot of comedians and that's when you started yeah. doing flyers. You did a flyer for me, one of my early yeah. that I loved. It was a very, probably one of more of your simpler ones mm -hmm. too. Like I now remember, yeah. look back, it was just a regular line, mm -hmm. you know, but I loved it. It was almost like a picturesque. Yeah. You know, I like the, you know, uh, as busy as my stuff is, I actually really like minimalism. <laughs> and like, yeah. that's something I always want to like experiment with more, but it's just, you know, in my own brain, it's just, uh, it's kind of like, you know, you kind of have to, you have to practice a lot of restraint and a lot of uh, intent with minimalism. Cause it has to like, everything has to kind of matter what you're looking at. You know, when you're doing, like when I do these, like, really complicated busy paintings you know i could just throw whatever in there and kind of it is kind of about more building out a crazier image but like with minimalism it's just it kind of has to like really pop it's kind of like a logo you know it has to make sense instantly or kind of like uh you kind of get the point uh as quick as possible yeah, yeah. but sometimes it's not it, it, it sometimes it just clicks and it's awesome, but I know what you mean. Like, I think graffiti went through that phase mm -hmm. where it used to be, I love a good bubble letter, you know, mm -hmm. I love- I love graffiti. I love graffiti. I love- like, I, I love like graffiti graffiti, like uh, fucking my, like my neighborhood right now is just like, it's, you know, it's covered just like, it, I know it's just like neighborhood kids, you know, it's not great, but I, I kind of, I like watching them like progress. Like I was like, it's like get more confidence and, like they're bubbling, started getting better. Yeah. Uh, so it's like, um, you know. It, I think it's more about humor now, like yeah. neck face and those guys in terms of that. But I was going to talk about how graffiti went through simplest, but then it almost goes into a hieroglyphic age Yeah. in the 90s and 2000, where it's like so much is in, like they try yeah. to camouflage the letter. And that's where I kind of see saw your art progress into almost these, like, if you look at these things, I don't know, you do have, I would say you have minimalism in terms of your, I think minimalism is paying attention to the detail, you know, mm -hmm. getting yeah. down to the very core element of it. And I think all your pictures do that, you know, whether right. it's a triangle, whether it's a heart, <laughs> it's a star, you know, all these themes, but you know, they are, ba you know, just straight up lines and, you know, presented mm -hmm. like that. So right. I, I it's almost you have almost a almost godlike view. You got to <laughs> you draw you draw the picture. Go wow! You go all the way out, right? Where the you know heart and mind explode, man. And I just think it's yeah. Where are you? Are you? It seems like you're in a good place in terms of art these days. You know, you kind of um, you're hanging out with rock stars and you're playing <laughs> music. And uh, hanging out, I that that installation he did is that big mouth. That thing was so crazy, dude. The, the, talk uh, about that about that for people. Don't well, know. I used to uh, be uh, pre-pandemic in the the pre-pandemic world. Uh, I used to work at Rough Trade, uh, like in the last like year and a half. Uh, and he did this installation at the store uh, during a uh, what's it called a. Uh, uh, record store day yep so like so basically built the uh, they built the uh an installation the whole thing yeah the whole thing out like literally right next to the counter and like i basically worked next to it for like two months um 
which was fun. Uh, but I met him there. Uh, but he like he followed me on Instagram before that, uh, just uh, like from my art. Yeah. Um, it's like you know, there's a there's a time people were paying attention uh, more to that. So um, so I like you know uh, I don't know it's just kind of like it happened very like organically. We started talking. Uh, he's very very nice. Uh, what's it called? And you know, kind of just like kind of became friendly at that show. And then he took my number and then we kind of became text buddies for a while. And then like around like last January, he sent me like a, a co like a comic strip he drew. And uh, I was really doing, I was doing a lot of animation at the time. And I was like, oh, like, you know, if you ever want to see this like stuff animated, I could do that. He's like, how do we do that? I was like, I could just like do draw this. <laughs> like, I'll just use this and I'll animate it. And so we tried it. And um, so we did this short, uh, and then kind of start doing other stuff. Uh, that the woman giving birth shot was that the original piece? That was the piece I saw. Uh, that's just like yeah, I did like the so they, he released the book along with this album. It's so, like this whole multimedia uh, thing where it's like you know they, makes sense. You two yeah. working together. I mean, it's kind of bright and wild and yeah. Oh, you know, just, well, that's the thing. When I started working with him, it, it kind of like you know. It's very easy to plug myself into his work because I feel like there are a lot of similarities in the way, you know, we draw things and approach things. So, like, it's kind of easy for me to kind of take his ball and run with it uh, yeah. and kind of like, like, take it to a, an animated level and kind of, you know, and that's uh, and it's really fun for me just kind of like, oh, this like it's not my art. So it's it's kind of uh, it, it, like it, it like frees me in these other ways to kind of explore you know, somebody else's idea where, you know, when usually when I do an animation, I kind of end up doing everything from like writing the idea to, you know, kind of like fleshing everything out, storyboarding, kind of, you know, in my own way, and then kind of finishing, which is like a very long and intense process, which I don't feel like I'm always good at, at some of those things, especially like the writing part. Um, so it was very nice to have like, you know, get a project where, you know, all that stuff was already done. Like character design was done. All the background ideas were done. Like literally it's not like- you're not good at it. I feel yeah. the same way. It, it, it literally, dude, I, I just cranked out like a writing packet. I just sat down and did some hardcore creative stuff. And it it literally feels like shitting for me, like like shitting yeah. out cement. Like if it's really hard, but it does feel good when it comes out. Yeah, hard it's well, also just like and that's like stuff like people don't actually like really like see as like you know it's like the unseen yeah, work on, of oh like you can the, do that easy and yeah. it's like no there's an emotional toll yeah it's on with that and just stuff. like because you know i have like says like is this even is this a good idea is this fun to watch is this interesting like is oh, this, yeah i was like i don't really write stuff so i was like does this make sense from a writing standpoint uh so it was very nice when there's just like Oh, this story. Here's the story. This is what everybody looks like. This is what they're saying. And it was so easy for me to just kind of like take that and like, you know, see like how to finish it. You know, there's like it, uh, that's a real animator. That's real Disney shit. Right when there. I like when I do, especially like you know, uh, I did like music videos. A lot of times, there's like in the middle of it because they usually take me a while, like much longer, like than these did. 
I also did it like in a different style, but there's always like in a middle part where I'm just like, I was like, how much longer is this going to take me to finish? Where I'm like, there's this like nebulous time of like, but when, you know, when like all that stuff is already done ahead of time before I start animating, it's so easy for me to just see the end uh, through. And it was like a really fun, like interesting, what like learning experience for me to just like have that, you know, have somebody do like all the like uh, creative heavy lifting and I can just like take that and like run with it and like turn yeah, it. Yeah, that's into what it. being a director's all about, yeah. you know, is like I always <laughs> wanted to direct and it's like, yeah, you're kind of being the coach of the soccer field, you know, yeah. you're kind of like, okay, I want this tone. We got, we kind of got the elements, but I think it fits perfectly. Yeah. Animation's getting so big. And I saw the one video of the, Brooklyn Sludge Rock Trio. Uh, but you did the animation for this music video for this, uh, like, heavy oh, Sonari? Yeah. Yes. I saw that. Uh, that was awesome, man. That's, oh, man. Yeah. It's very, I mean, I, I, I'm, it's, it, it, it has to be so tedious because it feels very waking life and very yeah. Shadrach. It's, uh, it's uh, rotoscoping. Rotoscoping. Well, it's just one of in- yeah. It's basically like uh, I I just drew over uh, uh, video footage of them, but yeah. you know, and it's like shot by shot. That's like the most like work intensive. That one took that one took me a while to do. How long um, did a three minute rotoscope take you? Well, I mean, there's it's not f- like I I you know uh, repeat uh, shots a lot in that. Clips, kind yeah. of like yeah, I've learned how to like you know cheat a little bit and like you know repurpose clips and kind of because uh, you know like a lot of times with like animation like I don't know how many times people watch them. Um, I like you know I like to think people watch them over and over, but you know, but you also have to kind of do it in mind of like this might be just the one time people watch it, so. Uh, it's okay to kind of repeat stuff, especially in the music video where like things repeat. Um, and, you know, like, like that one took a while. Yeah. Um, also, like I had other, like I had like plenty of stuff to do like in, in the middle of it. So I was like juggling a few things at the same time. Oh man, you gotta be so busy. Dima, thank you for yeah. your time, brother. Man. Uh, uh, I'm kind of like, uh, I'm like, I'm working on a poster right now. I haven't done a poster in like, uh, a while i guess because nobody had shows for a while now like i'm doing a poster for the first time in a while but uh and they want the fresh poster they come to dima that's awesome (laughs) uh yeah what kind of how do you start are you do go uh pin to tablet that's what the kids are i see or do you like um, draw on something depends like depends what um this particular client wanted more my like digital style like uh you know my comedy poster so i'm uh doing it that way yeah but i don't know like lately like most most time like the posters i've been doing like uh have just been for like you know my band shows and stuff like that so i i'll do them because a lot of times those don't even get printed so i'll just do them on like an ipad yeah you could do them on phones and stuff but the thing is, i love driving on an ipad like it's uh Oh yeah, I need to like, get into it. I was gonna like say- its own thing, you know. Like I, that's the thing, you know. I draw it in you know physical form and like on 
you know, several different screens, but like each one kind of has its own thing and its own uh, elements that uh, you can kind of learn from and take. Cause now like, yeah, when I was in uh, Utah and like we wanted to add snow to <laughs> the animation, the kind of last minute. So I like had to go back to the hotel and like, I was like, oh, shouldn't I shouldn't, I have to draw snow like on my laptop. But like I brought my iPad and uh, the, uh, Procreate literally has a snow brush. <laughs> and I like went, Bar. I was like, okay, there's the snow. And I like literally imported that into the animation and like, all right, <laughs> I was like, snow brush. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. It is gotten so user-friendly mm-hmm. technology. And, yeah, uh, like I, I, I sent it from my iPad to my uh, laptop, and then we sent sent it to like a projector. Yeah, AirDrop, man, mm-hmm. AirDrop your little thing up to the thing, and then you go. But it's but, up. but with all these things, like there's always these little unknown unknowns. Like when we're setting up the uh, the projection for the show, like me and the tech, you know, there's like a two second delay between the audio and the video, and like it took us like we literally had to trick the technology like I, I had to export a version of the audio like the video with the audio like just shifted two seconds like the amount it would delay so it uh it's like it lines up perfectly in the video because it's like because the video is being streamed uh there so yeah the is, like slightly off you know it's just shit like that we're in fucking 2021 and uh you know, there's still like little things like that where it's like, yeah, obviously this should work, but like, you know, the, the physicality of it, they're actually like, you know, creates these little uh, unknown unknowns. But, you know, we, but we, we figured it out. It's kind of like a fun little puzzle. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, tech with technology. It all goes to one source. Like I'm having trouble with GarageBand and the thing I, I Googled, they were like, just take it off. And then put it back on. <laughs> yeah. And that did fix it. Yeah. Take the whole program off. Yeah. And then, but there's, you know, it's a, uh, but I will say as an artist, and I know, and I think you're with animation, it is, I think animation and editing is the new art form, even with kids. Like, yeah. Everybody's looking for the new app, new thing that's how you can edit or uh, animate. Those seem to be the new, like, you well, know, that's the thing, like, uh, are almost with a- animation. You know, this stuff is still just like hand drawn, handmade. Like, it's it's just it's done on you know, on technology. But you know, all those like all those you know rotoscope shots. It's still it's me drawing it. It's me sitting there drawing every frame, coloring every frame. You know, like uh, thinking about every little detail like in within those little frames and like um so i remember like i uh i rotoscoped uh like kind of this commercial for uh rough trade when i was working there and i i, I drew a bunch of my coworkers, and uh my coworker george showed it uh, showed the animation to his son and his son was like oh can can you do that can you get in that app to do that for me can you he's like no no, no this is like a person did this actually like you know, you have to explain it, like <laughs> he was trying to think it was a yeah. filter. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, and filters can do a lot of things, and they're, uh, you know, it's pretty amazing what they, you know, they're capable of. But there's still like there is something human about, you know, when you draw things some your way, like it can only look, you know, that certain way, you know, like 
if you do things in an app, it'll look like, you know, everybody else's app. I know, man. I, I, as much as I love technology and I know it's a part of your gig right now, mm-hmm. I get joy and satisfaction by using, I got a V7 pen and I got yellow tablets. I got billions of notebooks mm-hmm. and I love drawing. Like, yeah, I love pen to pad drawing. Yeah. And I love writing pen to pad. Mm-hmm. There's something, there's a miss, I don't know. There's some type of weird mystical power. It just seems yeah. more weird. I mean, I have like, you know, sketchbooks and sketchbooks and sketchbooks of like, um, I like, I make sure I, still, you know, I, I do love drawing physically and kind of not being able to undo things. It's like sometimes when I like, I, I do digital stuff for too long, I'll uh and get to start doing stuff uh you know in my sketchbook and I'll just, like my hand will start going undo you know yeah, yeah, control yeah. control z <laughs> uh I was like all right I can that's a racer <laughs> but yeah I mean there is like especially like you know and it's like it's your book of spells yeah, it's, yeah uh, man. there is a I was like I you know when I write lyrics actually I use often I'll just use notepad on my phone yeah. I like I like because I can edit them like in real time rather than like cross it out. But recently, like I, I, I started trying to write stuff more on a just like a piece of paper. Yeah. Um, but, uh, I do find that my handwriting starts getting very bad very quickly because I get very impatient about like just like I just want to finish writing. <laughs> Like I don't enjoy or like, get the idea thinking. out. Yeah. I'm just like, it's like, it's such a utilitarian uh, motion for me. Not like drawing, drawing. I can take like, take time and like, you know, really spend time with like lines and stuff but with like writing. I just want to fucking just like get it done. <laughs> yeah. So I start like my send, you know, my lyrics or poems, whatever, start really like clean and like fresh at top. And by the end, they're just like psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> it's all how long you can hang on <laughs> yeah before you start ah, get it out yeah yeah man uh yeah i love i love uh i love doing art uh are you getting outside so you've been traveling how do you how does nature affect your art well um you know this was like our first trip we took since uh you know like like over two years actually since before i mean the pandemic it's like Christmas before the pandemic. Um, you know, I live we li- like we live in uh, East Williamsburg and kind of like a no man's land wasteland of uh, it's just, uh, you know, warehouses and, uh, you know, and weird buildings like ours <laughs> that people <laughs> there's no like. Na- there's no real neighborhood uh here but it's yeah i i like because it it's quiet uh everyone here is pretty nice too uh yeah uh, very creative uh, you got a big amount of space to do all your art uh i mean <laughs> we live in two rooms <laughs> it's just like you know this this is this is it <laughs> and and then we have a bedroom um but you know we make it work it's perfect um that's, but yeah, that trip was fun, really great just because, you know, we're just like we we took COVID very seriously. We, you know, we like same, same. we masked up very aggressively. We stayed away from people. Yeah. Uh, I didn't fucking I didn't go to a bar till like my birthday, like last month. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
you know, like I, we took it very seriously and, uh, you know, uh, I genuinely care about the people around me and, you know, anything I could have done to, you know, make things easier. I, we did, um, you know, my, my friends that I, that did see me didn't see my face for like uh, over a year. <laughs> um, so, you know, like we got, uh, vaccinated as soon as you're, we were able to. So, and you know, when this, uh, yeah, like Wayne, like, you know, he got, uh, basically the space to do, uh, that installation. And, you know, I've already done some animation at the time. And so he, uh, was like, do you want, like, like basically pitched because they had like these projection rooms and he's like do you want to try to like do an animation of like this whole story i was like hell yeah of course (laughs) and then he's like and if you want to come out and like help you know help me like and like uh you know it's like it's really it's good i came out because like like that became kind of my project to uh make sure it looked good and uh because he you know he was focusing more on the main installation yeah um you know and like they were really nice to have my wife come with us uh so and you know but we helped also she's an artist as well yeah yeah and we like we helped uh you know also just like build the thing too like we like did all the a lot of the uh it's called the king's what is it the king's King's mouth the king's mouth it is a huge mouth yeah it's It's a giant it's a giant silver head this is i feel like the biggest he's done uh it's a it's, he's done it like 10 times already uh but i feel like because they really like uh got to uh expand it throughout the whole uh room which is really cool because yeah when it was a rough trade it was just kind of more you know uh segregated on its yeah. own and it couldn't really go that far out oklahoma's got some space yeah well we were in uh utah oh utah yeah wow. Wow, that's cool. Yeah, going there, like uh, I realized, oh, like, I, I don't think I've ever really seen mountains because we're like we're on the train. I'm just like, uh, it was beautiful. Uh, you know, you're kind of like walled in by uh, by Earth because the Amtrak out there. Yeah, there's like there's they had to, like, it was pretty easy to get into because we flew into Salt Lake and then uh, took a train in to oh. o- Ogden. Ogden, wow. Yeah. But it was just fun because like you know, and it was like it was a very positive trip. He's great. Is very lovely person, uh, very welcoming, very uh, nice to us. Uh, you know, the whole like the whole team there was really nice. Just like it was a great positive experience. It and felt really, like it yeah. felt like a nice you know thing after like spending you know almost like two years in two rooms together. Like we got to like uh, have this really nice experience. Just like Wayne Cohen from the Flaming Lips, and yeah, like I, you know, like I, like I, I, like you know, we were we were like putting, um, you know, making the rainbows on uh, on the floor, but like it's all duct tape, like just ripped duct tape, like we ripped up our hands with it. But like, I was just like, we're like, we got flowing here to make rainbows. I was like, this is amazing. How the fuck did we do it? <laughs> that is amazing. Yeah, that is awesome, man. And you, oh man, that sounds like a dope trip, man. I hope. Uh, is he going to do any more installations? Maybe you know this is he's like go around and maybe get a. Well, I mean, the, he's been doing this one for a while. I think it's just kind of when it comes up, it comes up when people like yeah. pitch it. I think you know somebody the pitched, space and the, the space. Account. I think might have pitched it for. I'm not sure how they got. To, I never asked like how that was he. But this is but this one is cut. You know, it's made to be like this traveling exhibit 
So, you know, he's done it 10 times already. So uh, chances are he'll do it in 11. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're yeah. great. You know, that was like a, a like the opening is really fun because, uh, you know, it's COVID time. So it's like very spaced out. You know, you like it's you, you buy a ticket and they give you like a, a space when, uh, uh, in, you know, when you're supposed to come there like at a time. Yeah. yeah he, and he like did spin art with uh, fans, which is really nice because like, you know, think about like you're like a little kid and, you know, you get to make a piece of art with like your favorite rock star. It's amazing. I mean, uh, I'm 41. I, I got to do it, and it was like I was like, "Holy shit, this is awesome!" <laughs> and we did something in our uh, in my sketchbook. It was really fun. Oh wow! Uh, no, you got that's that's a great gig, and to link up, he's such a heavy cat, man. That group has been around forever, and his <laughs> his vibe. It's weird. It's like he really he likes technology. Like he went he went hard in the paint with technology and art in the last like ten years. Well, and I, I think he he, he likes multimedia. Yeah, multimedia. He likes but, looking up. It's a good way to link art together. Yeah. Well, yeah, because he's just it's not just he's not just like a visual guy. He's you know he's it's everything. So like he's does a good mix of like like marrying art with uh, music and uh, you media. know there's yeah. yeah. I feel like media is like the, especially like animation is kind of like a, a weird in between music and art because it is like an art that relies on time rather. Cause you know, most like, you know, the still art is just very like, you know, you kind of can spend as much or a little time as a bit as you want and like kind of stay in places, but like, you know, like animation and music leads you somewhere. It's never like the same thing at, you know, at one time. It it's an of, emotional ride. Yeah. And, you know, when I started doing animation, I kind of, I feel like because I'm a musician and really like kind of helped me with, you know, you know, timing and beats and things like that, especially when like I do funny things or like I have like a sense of like, like, especially yeah, also just like, you know, absorbing so much comedy from like doing all these shows. I feel like, you know, I have these instincts for beats and, uh, you know, little looks, you know, that, you know, give things personality oh so, totally. with a good editor man can get like 10 more at laughs out of a video. oh yeah or in the sure. same with uh i'm trying to get something mixed and mastered and with music that's like the whole glaze like if you have somebody dope that mass mix and masters your shit like mm -hmm. that's like half the gig you know oh yeah yeah and just like yeah but you also just it, it's good to know how to work with sound as well as image because you're going to be working with all those anyway you know and it, uh, with animation like literally all those things matter <laughs> yeah, yeah all of it matters like yeah mm -hmm. some animation i find disgusting <laughs> some animation i like you know mm -hmm. and it's for different tonal reasons and i never find it disgusting but sometimes like the super cheap computer generated shit in the early 90s or whatever i just was not into <laughs> but that's but you know there's a charm to it too because you know without that we wouldn't have like you know fucking marvel movies I know yeah, that those those things crawl so Marvel movies can fly into outer space. <laughs> Everything has its trajectory once yeah. you put it out there and to see your art grow into all of this. And now you're doing rock star albums and touring with rock stars. And we were just I'm not, I'm not <laughs> doing, in a hookah lounge, <laughs> uh, doing comedy. Uh, but your art took you there, you know, 
that's so amazing and that's, that's such that's a magical, magical. Yeah, yeah something our, our, is what this podcast is all about you know i i think about that a lot when it's just like you know i'm just some russian kid that my parents just like took me here you know uh because they had an opportunity to come here from russia yeah you know? and now just like because i i draw well enough and people like my drawings well enough i can do these things and I, I really try not to take, you know, there's like people Me, like you are, yeah. you, know, you can grow your hair long and, yeah. and wear Christmas <laughs> lights in your house all year long. You know, you could do the cannabis coffee hour. You could fly to your <laughs> uh, you're well, rock, you know, rock, I'm also very broke most rock. of the time. <laughs> What's that? I'm also mostly broke all the time. So, yeah. you know, it's, there's there's ups and downs. Change. Yeah, it's hard. But, I, do, I do a lot of fun stuff, but you know, there's also like I struggle to pay bills too. Yeah, it's a it's a part of the gig, man. You just mm-hmm. have to keep on going if you're gonna yeah. take this life. You just have to keep on going. Yeah, and, and like when you know, a thing like uh, Wayne Coin asks you to come do the show, I'm like I like I I just like I was like we have to get our override fucking thing if, if you're flying during COVID. We're vaccinated. We should just. Like we, we have to do these things. If yeah, yeah, no, around. that's the part of the like, gig when they come yeah. up. You know, the karma always comes back around, dude. Dude, I've been through it. You know, I've been doing comedy twenty two years, dude. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, just the last few years, I had to pick up side gigs. I mean, like waiting tables, like yeah, I mean, all that shit. Like, yeah. and well, uh, I worked at a record store. Good, yeah, yeah. But yeah it's a good experience. And yeah. you, I love that job. That was like yeah, you uh, love I, that job. And you, and it doesn't. I loved everybody I worked with. It has to be forever. Yeah, because I had like nine dollars in my pocket, and then all of a sudden I was touring with Tracy Morgan for a year and a half, like yeah. on a private jet. That's like, the thing. Like you, you can't, nowhere, you, you you can't get bumped out on things. You know, yeah, there's yeah. there's so many times where I'm just like, oh, this is over. That's done. <laughs> I'm just like, I should like call it. But you know, it's just if you're alive, Nemo, you just yeah. got every just, day is a possibility. Yeah, every day, just, everything ebbs and flows. What's that? You no, know, it, it just ebbs and flows. Everything, you know. Also, just like, what kind of asshole would I be if it just everything was going great all the time and like, you know, I'm just yeah, like, you become a super douche. I'm I'm just fucking sinking uh slam dunks every day that's yeah, a, man. that's a term right yeah um man. you know struggle's good <laughs> it's good it's good to uh it's good to feel it you know because i have been on the winning side and i didn't feel complete you know mm-hmm. and oh, yeah. the hunger kind of drives the engine of engineer you just f- have to figure it out so mm-hmm. then, like, i mean i'm basically animating just out of like desperation of like I like, you know, pa- painting, awesome. painting, painting kind of took a, you know, a little bit of a nosedive. So I was just like, well, I got to figure out other ways to make money to make like the kind of also just it's something I was it, really it, always interested in. Yeah, and, you always kind of doodled like yeah. even I mean, people don't know. I know Dina Dima when you first I don't, you were in art school. You I guess you were always doing art. But I mean, we go back to when you were painting on the side of the pizza uh, yeah. thriller, you know, he did this beautiful mural in the Lower East Side. That was did you that was a really cool piece, man. That one really hit. I remember that. Uh, 
So yeah, so I just remember you starting from there to like now and you're married and you're, you got a beautiful wife and she's creative and to, and to make a living being creative is just hard. You know, it's just, it's a yeah. part of the gig. But to figure it out is dope. And that's but like, yeah, cool shit happens. Like if you yeah, just, cool you're open to it and you're genuine, I feel like, you know, I never tried to be anybody but myself. Uh, I kind of, I, you know, even when things got hard, I still believed in my artwork. I still like, you know, to me, it's like, well, if all else fails, I still like doing this. I still like drawing just if it's just for me, that's that's totally fine, too. Uh, so, you know, I feel like that's a good just base to have of like, you know, a lot of things can come. A lot of like successes can come and, you know, accolades and, you know, uh, famous you're still going nice to you. yeah. bang your elbow. Yeah. You're still going to, something weird's going to yeah. go down. You're but still, ultimately, I, you know, you have to enjoy it yourself because, you know, if you don't enjoy doing it yourself, why should anybody enjoy uh, looking at it or, you know, listening to it? Or it's like, you know, your, your joy uh, for what you do comes through uh, your work, whether you know it or not. And, you know, people can sm sniff out what's genuine and what's not. Yeah, but, it connects. Yeah. Uh, my new quote that I wrote down, I shared it, uh, to create is to relate. Exactly. You know, you're just trying to relate, you know, mm -hmm. and it's a funky, everybody's different, you know, that's what's cool about it is everybody's different and everybody's got different vibes, but by being creative, you kind of relate to the world that doesn't even make mm -hmm. sense in the first place. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like, you know, it's the, what's fun for me is just, you know, like, even like, Last night I posted, you know, this girl made a crochet uh, version of the Father John Misty album. Like, that's so amazing. Like, how magical. She spent like two years doing that thing. It's fucking insane. Dude, uh, that piece of art's going to be around. You just have to stay alive, brother. That piece of art is, is know, I, I, I intend to. <laughs> I try <Yeah>. to. <laughs> Take all your vitamins. Tell me your morning ritual. A lot of this podcast is, we haven't even, you're, you're so oh, yeah. fascinating, Demon, and I haven't caught up with you, and we just got, <laughs> we, we could talk for five hours, but I think we're kind of getting towards the all other right. hours, but let's My talk morning a little in herb. Uh, so what's, what's your morning ritual? Do you drink coffee these days? Yeah, yeah, just to, I think I drink more coffee these days. I've never yeah. stopped. You know, I only I started drinking coffee like at 30. I never drank coffee before that. So I feel like I'm I can drink coffee for a while. I don't have to be an adult in my 40s uh, not drinking coffee. I yeah. also just like I also don't drink like that much. I like I basically have like, you know, just coffee in the morning. I don't drink it during the day. You. No, it's good for you. Uh, I go to the my mom's in the assisted living. They mm -hmm. all still drink coffee and they, and it keeps your mind active. Yeah. I, you know, uh, I drink too much. It does cause anxiety and you yeah. like, I, you I generally don't coffee. drink more than like, you know, if like, if I buy one of these, you know, this 24, like that's all I'll drink. Uh, as that's, the, that's the Bushwick special right there. Yeah. 40 ounce man yeah that's but you know like but I've, I've also just been yeah, cold I, brew or iced coffee because that's a cold whole, brew oh big boy of cold <laughs> brew. Oh, dang. you know Good i've been i i've been i've been animating a lot so like i've been kind of like pushing myself with that uh but 
as far as my apologize dude i drink a disgusting amount of coffee (laughs) but usually like we we just like make it uh at home this is more of like uh, i've been kind of just uh taking a walk grabbing it and come back um that's That's nice morning routine i tend to wake up very early nice Uh, i kind of also just been falling like i lately just been going to sleep like seven sometimes and just like all right i'm sleep done. Is good yeah yeah uh and it's i'll good. but i'll like but it'll i'll sometimes wake up like at three four in the morning and then i'll just be up from there um, three in the morning smoke out always yeah. <laughs> as soon, i i as soon as i wake up basically um well, also just like, you know, if I just if I'm just laying in bed and just kind of like, you know, I'll just like lay around for a while. But then I'm like, oh, I'll just go uh, rip a bowl and uh, lay back in bed and like listen to music, which is nice. And sometimes and that, that, that'll fall, fall, fall me back. Yeah. Put me back to sleep. I use it kind of to put me right back to sleep. Yeah. I don't know, there's that fork. I don't know. The moon goes around the sun a certain way mm-hmm. and you just pop up. Yeah. Usually I definitely you, have that. Yeah. And you, you, usually you go take a piss. Yeah. Sometimes think, if you got think, some herb around, it's all right to, I don't know. I, that's kind I of, think it's, you know, if you can handle it, you can, you know. Yeah. I, People I, have I, their own vices. Mine yeah. is just herb and coffee, you know. I've, Same. Uh, I don't really drink. Like, yeah. um, I don't uh, party. I don't do. Oh, you used, to, you used to roll some drums. Are you still in the cigs? No, I, I've stopped smoking cigarettes uh, almost 10 years ago. Oh, congratulations. Congratulations. Um, which was like way harder to stop. You know what helped me uh, uh, stop smoking cigarettes? Not stop smoking weed. Yeah. <laughs> Did I tell you that? I think I just like, well, I, I, you know, it's, you know, you get to a certain age, you kind of like, how the fuck do you just exist sober? <laughs> well, you get, well, what was told to me was like, you can't do both. Like, that's a lot of smoke to be doing. Yeah. I, if yeah. I picked one. Or, yeah. You, you got to pick one or the other, or, or you're yeah. just giving your body just a lot of different smoke yeah. all day long. And we already live in a polluted bubble a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's how I switched out. And I actually ran out of herb for the last week. I just got a little bit, but uh, it wasn't that bad. I, did I a on, My Utah lot. trip, I didn't smoke at all. That was like that? Uh, my Utah trip. Like I didn't do smoke at all. Yeah. Oh, if I have when I toured with Tracy, I was dead sober, dude. When it, there's money on the line and these are the gigs I love. Also, when you like you're traveling, your your like mind is in a different place. I feel like I didn't even notice like the first like day or so. Like, you know, I had a little bit of like the jitteries of like, ah, fucking reality. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, but when you're on a trip, you're already in like this weird heightened area. You're constantly bombarded with like new experiences so it's like you new get a, a, yeah and like you know so you kind of get just also it's like utah i said i don't want to be like the dude like hey man can you give me weed and uh <laughs> also like where am i gonna <laughs> smoke it like in my fucking nice hotel room that where the windows don't open like yeah you know, that's I, uh, that's uh, yeah that's i was just like you know i i i can be an adult and not smoke for four days <laughs> yeah and if it comes to you, it comes to you. Because yeah. sometimes it comes to you. Yeah. And uh, there's a but time. I also did, I didn't even matter. ask. Yeah. So just like, you know, you, impressions, you know, matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm <laughs> like, sure Wayne's yeah. got like three foot bong made of glitter back at his house. <laughs> <laughs> 
He has like he has a, he has a gummy uh, company he just started called yeah, uh, Oklahoma's Love Your Brain. Heavy with yeah. it. Oklahoma, but they, he does like really like I feel like well, they're laid back. So I can yeah. see them getting behind cannabis to tell you the truth. Well, well yeah. Well, he has like, yeah, like, but uh, I haven't tried them, but uh, he says they're like very like uh, like relaxing gummies. Yeah. They're not but, super you know, like, but we all flew there. So like, yeah, no one can like bring anything. So just, you know, also just who gives a shit? We're like, uh, the fucking experience in itself is, uh, enough like that. Oh yeah. Me. Well, I did find like, I was like, I couldn't eat anything. <laughs> so it's just like, I had no appetite. <laughs> just ran on coffee and water. Kind of. Water. Well, also, you know, it's the, it's, uh, you're in the mountains. It's like really dry heat. So we were like, constantly just like drinking like water and like to stay alive yeah well like it, like you realize your body likes craving it more and more but i feel like i was just like i would fill up on water a lot and by the time like the food came i take two bites and i'm just like oh, i'm done <laughs> yeah so i think uh, i feel like i lost a lot of weight but when i came back you know just like i just been eating nonstop. <laughs> good for you what have you been eating Garbage. I don't know. <laughs> slices on the street, or do you fuck up slices, burritos? I always fuck up slices. I fuck up tacos. We did uh, a song. Dima and I did a song called "Fuck Up a Slice." Oh, I that's think right. I my vault somewhere. You know, I got my yeah, vault. Def- I definitely have everything I've ever recorded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Dima did a beat one afternoon. That's I right. Rap about pizza, and uh, that was one of my very first uh rap song or i wouldn't say i try to say it's hip-hop songs my first uh hip one of them and it was right in the lower east side so much fun man Mm -hmm. making music is so much fun but it's also super tedious and super technical uh have you been playing the guitar do you like i have a i've been playing a bit like bands like the last i've been playing in two bands the last like four years three years um but basically with the same people like in, in both bands um like one's my band one's my friend's band uh but both been really fucking fun um like the album we just we released yeah we i finally like released the record on vinyl like of my bands one of my bands um both both of them came out during the pandemic i'm like <laughs> like Put out these records that we can't play shows for. <laughs> <laughs> but and like, you know, I'm so excited. And like, like, can we finally You could do uh, live streams? Uh, do you Oh we we did a bunch of them? I actually like uh, my bandmate uh uh started a website called bandnada.com, which is specifically focused on uh you know live streaming bands that you don't have to use like Facebook or you know Instagram. So yeah. it's like it's like an uh you know independent run that's uh, where it's all going so we, and you know we like the our practice space is also like a diy space that uh you know we the chosen and, and starting to do again but uh you know but he like set it up with cameras and so it kind of became like our you know like a studio so a lot of the bands in our scene you know started playing shows through, through that website Dreaming it through that joint. Oh, yeah. Wow. That's uh, a, what's yeah. the name of that? Bandnada.com. Bandnada.com. Yeah. Because uh, you know what? I, I want to uh, DJ on a rooftop. And you just, can't do that. And live stream it, smoke some weed up there, drink some coffee, <laughs> have everybody have some guests come over. You know what? The, the What trips me? I should ask a DJ friend 
but it doesn't trip you out. Like I see these streams, but they don't have the rights to the song. Is there some type of loophole? Like if you're a streaming DJ, oh, I have no idea. I don't, you know, yeah. my, uh, my, my output, yeah, I try to, I, I try to make it 100% original content. So yeah. I, I, I don't really rely on other people's music. I have enough just out of sheer, like I have enough of my own music that I can throw on and that, you know, algorithms don't give a shit about. Cause I feel like, one of my bands probably could be like taken off, which is, yeah, it's like one of the, like I did this video for um, uh, like Flaming Lips and they like po posted on uh, Instagram and I posted on my Instagram, but I used their music on it. But, you know, with their permission, <laughs> but yeah. like Instagram, like uh, told, like took down the video because I, I used, you know, Warner Brothers uh, licensed music. <laughs> they got the algorithms, man. Yeah, that's what. But, but I was just like, but no, I was just like, but it's cool. They let they let me. I just, but how do you explain that to like a fucking robot? Like, no, I. It's fine. I actually worked on this thing. I'm just showing it because they posted it, and like you know, it's this weird. Yeah, these unknown unknowns of technology. Yeah, as we venture out into outer space, further into future. Yeah, we. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a whole new world and a brave new world. But if you are an artist, I really think it's really up to you. You know, I can't. I, that's I'm doing filmmaking and I'm making music and um, podcasting. You know, mm -hmm. you just learn. You know, and I'm editing the podcast. But you just learn it all. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I I I basically learned to animate because my computer crashed. And I lost like uh, like all my programs that you know I kind of had you know not the most legal ways. Um, and when my my friend my bandmate like fixed my computer and like gave me a new uh, RAM and whatever what, whatever the fuck makes it better. Uh, I just stuff. I just signed up to like the Adobe Cloud. I was like, all right, fine. I just like you know I'll, I'll pay like sixty bucks a month, which is you know it always kind of made me nervous because it 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 creates this like dystopian uh, situation where I, you know, cause I, I run out of money a lot. You know, I, my bank account, you know, I'm not rich at all. My parents aren't rich. So like I run out of money sometimes where my bank account goes to zero and you know, this is like an auto pay thing. So, you know, the nightmare of like not being able, like being shut off from my Adobe cloud and being able to use these programs that I use to make money to pay for them. You know, there's this like that's what always made me scared about it. Yeah. But so far, I've, you know, they're actually really nice. During like when the pandemic hit, they like waived everyone's fee for like three months, so you didn't have to pay. Uh, you know, I was just like, hey, you know, like I kind of rely on so this. You do, uh, and you animate in Adobe. Is the is well, yeah. So like I, uh, they have a pro I, version that has a big cloud. Yeah, and you can download all these uh, programs for you know, like you know, you pay sixty bucks a month and you have access to all their like different programs. So I was like, well, I, I want to, I, I want to learn After Effects. I want to learn Animate. Uh, you know, uh, what's it called? Premiere. Yeah, I want to learn it. I could finally get to learn to edit like properly. Say, you know, I had like a you know iMovie that I always added it in. So, yeah. and you know, like since they're Adobe, they all kind of relate to each other in a way that it's like, if you know one, you can kind of like figure out how to use others. But, you know, I didn't like go to a class or like, I like I found like the, the like I'm, I'm pretty good at teaching myself in a way where, where like if I, 
I kind of come up with an idea of how I want to do something. And if I can figure out how to word it properly, there's usually a YouTube video describing how to do it. And it's usually some 12 year old fucking describing it. So you're going to have to eat a little crow with it too. Yeah. You just scroll <laughs> forward. I do I put together my, wife. I usually, I just like watch it like the video uh, up until like the, the thing I'm stuck on. I'm like, okay, that, okay, got it. Shut up. Yeah. <laughs> like, and just like, okay, I, I get it now. Yeah. And then, and then I get stuck and I'm like, wait, hold on. <laughs> what, what, what was that again? What was the thing after? I think the thing after was important too. Yeah. Yeah. Especially with music and film editing, there's just a plethora of videos, but yeah, the, the internet is so. Yeah. You don't need to really go to school for these things. Like the internet yeah. has everything. And it's just like, you know, and I kind of also just like, yeah, figured out like the how I want to use these programs like first and then f like found that path. Because like, I don't know how to use everything in, in all these programs. There's like tons of, you know, things that I don't, but I know how to get to where I want to go. Yeah. Now, uh, what kind of coffee? Do you like Russian coffee? Does is <laughs> coffee big in Russia? Uh, yeah, I but guess. I, I don't know what I don't know what rushing. My parents always drink. Like, has a coffee. It's like every country has a, a kind of a herb scene, but every country has a deep history or kind of drinks coffee or made. My parents drank like you know Folgers, you know, just like shit coffee. Um, There's not like an Italy scene. Like Italy, man, they take coffee. Like, I'm not. I I live in America, Rob. I oh. live in Brooklyn. I know. Uh, amongst Americans. Uh, when did you move here? Because I always I just wanted to get back to your your life story a little yeah. bit, because uh, I always found that interesting. And I think that's what influences a little bit of your art and your vibe. When did you move to America? Not that it's a big deal. I love America and Russia. <laughs> and I love I, you. I, I moved here when I was one in 1981. Cool. Uh, you know, I, I packed up my bags, got on the plane, got, got, <laughs> drink your, drink made this decision myself. Look, I like I had I spent a year here. It's fine. Yeah, I want to see something else. Give me something else. Yeah. So, we America, went, so we went to Russia. Well, my, my father worked for the UN. So uh, he uh, I think he got like stationed here to like uh, do some stuff. And then like after because he was here for a year before we moved there. And then he moved us uh, over. Uh, and then you just figured it out from there. Yeah. Well, like we lived in the Bronx. Um, oh, wow. There's like, but there's like a whole Russian community there. Um, oh, uh, and I went to like a Russian school, like where I like I wore the kerchief and, you know, like um, the uniform in the stuff. Bronx, in the Bronx, in the like, yeah, the whole like it, it was it was like a Russian like uh, government compound basically. That, yeah, like it was like walled off. Like it had like uh, it's still there too. Yeah, New York just Riverdale communities of everybody. That's yeah, just so but it was like specifically like folks like me, like a lot of UN workers, yeah. uh, lived in that area, and it's still like people like you know my parents are friends with, and like all the uh, people kind of were in the same situation. Uh, where like they're UN workers, they got moved here uh, through Russia. Um, so we were like, I was there till like uh, 13. And I started going to like a public school uh, there where like, so I went from like a Russian school, like where I wore like the uniform to like a, a Bronx uh, public school. Oh, wow. Where like, you know, a lot of like, a lot of like Russian kids uh, went there at the same time. So like I knew kids that are already there. 
and my my brother so like it was kind of like a you know but it was an interesting mix of like you know it's the first time like i became friends with like black kids and like you know like uh, like kids from other like ethnicities yeah yeah and you know like and for me like i like i didn't have a hard time like uh yeah yeah and yeah i didn't have a hard time making friends uh there you know you know i i'd never like felt different than people um but it was like my first experience of like being friends with like not russian kids yeah that's gotta be wild but like but it's also like the the first <laughs> where i started getting into fights in, in school where like me and kids would like fucking punch each other in the face and like yeah but it was also like where we're starting to get like you know it's like 11 12 it's like when you start getting like aggressive and like you know you start puberty starting to sneak up so you're starting to get more like uh yeah you're in the city you're angsty yeah yeah Yeah, you know but like i'd come home with like black eyes and stuff oh yeah yeah uh, but but, you know like i'd get into fights with these kids and then real yeah yeah. but i get into fights with these kids and then like you know we'd be friends next week it's fine yeah 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 scrapping is a part of public school yeah it was you know but you know i I, I did like that I uh, defended myself. I didn't like back down. Like yeah. I didn't let in, I didn't let anybody beat me up. I was like, I was like, you know, these fights never end with anybody winning anyway. It's usually gets broken up by a teacher. Like, three, yeah, it's usually they're not going to let you ter- tear you apart. <laughs> yeah. But either both of them are crying. Somebody yeah. got smacked in the eye. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. All and then that, if I, somebody goes to the uh, uh, principal, somebody cries. Yeah. It's, yeah. And then people just go about their day. Yeah. yeah. But it's just, you know, but yeah. Looking back, I was like, you know, when it came to like fight or flight, I was surprisingly fight. <laughs> yeah. Which is like, I'm not like, you know, I'm not an aggressive person. I don't, I haven't, I haven't really fought anybody since then. But it was like, when it like comes down to it, it's like, I'm surprised, I'm surprised at myself that I don't run. <laughs> well, you know, who knows now? <laughs> you know, you, it's the last thing you want to get into. Yeah. I'm trying to get away from any of that energy. Yeah. You no, know, because I feel look, like I'm pretty good at de escalating things. Uh, no, That's one of the, I, I, I've learned that at like, you know, especially working in retail for like a year and a half, um, you know, before the pandemic, like, I feel like I have a very good energy to deescalate tense situations yeah. because I've been like around like autograph signings. There's a lot of like, there's a lot of energy that's like, there's K-pop groups that did. Uh, so there's a lot of like K-pop fans, like they had a lot of energy, but I feel like I have some, this, this even keel that can like uh, ground people. Yeah, man, I'm sure. So you, it, rough trade. Let I mean, I am not super familiar. I know they have a store in Brooklyn and they have they, one in Manhattan. Like they just met that they moved. Uh, yeah. they, cl- they closed the one in Brooklyn. That's the one I worked in. OK, but it's, but it's the same store. It's the same people. They just moved to Manhattan. It's just, you know, pandemic kind of destroyed everything. The deck. Yeah, everybody yeah. got shuffled. Yeah. And they landed in the Lower East Side. No, they're in 30 Rock. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's kind of cool. And then, uh, so in Rough Trade, is it a record label? Is it a... It's, well, it, it used to be, it's both, but it's, they're not, they're kind of two separate companies. The shop is its own thing. I think they used to be more related, but then uh, that part got sold off to somebody. So they kind of, but, you know. Yeah. Which is funny because we it, used it, to get a lot of calls for, uh, for the label. They're like, oh, I want to send my la- my demo to the label. I'm like, go ahead, because <laughs> this is a store. <laughs> yeah. 
uh, you know, but that was still end. Yeah. yeah. But that was fun because like uh I you know I shop there a lot. Um so I was just I love like, record I, stores to work. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like working, like there's so few of them, and it used to be a joy <laughs> of mine, even in I, I always wanted to work at one towns, little little record stores were the best. Uh, they still I, exist, you know, they're all still a lot of them are still there. I Anytime I go somewhere, uh, I, I I sniff out record stores and at least try to go to one. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's like part of the thing. Like whenever I go travel, that's like one of the things I try to find is like, where's their little record stores? And because, yeah, like, well, especially if they have like a good use section. Yeah. You know, so when I worked at a record store, it, it kind of became difficult to kind of go to a, another record store because I was like, well, I can just get this at my store for cheaper because I get discounts. And so it became more of a game of like, what can I find at this store that I can't find at my store? And usually like uh, used shops were uh, really have like a lot of like weird shit I've never seen or like something rare that I can't find, you know, yeah, back home. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because music is so. There used to be that place in Greenpoint called the Thing, where it was just. Oh yeah, I, I lived right on that block. Yeah, man, you know the thing. That's where I recorded. I the- I could not go there. <laughs> What's that? I, that place gives me an anxiety. Gives me anxiety. Yeah, nothing, yeah. No, nothing's. Uh, you know, it's all just like crammed in there, and so nothing is in or any kind of order. You nope. really just have to go down there and dig and you need it's to put a mask on and gloves because it's yeah. dusty um but they and you know you have to sift through a lot of 90s hip-hop singles yeah, <laughs> there, was, there was some gold in there man yeah. there was some fucking gold i saw some crazy gold i never bought a lot of that stuff i'm not a vinyl freak but i, I made a vinyl they made my they made a vinyl i have a 45 i have like five of them left mm-hmm. oh nice vinyl yeah i'll trade you uh, one for my record yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll trade you one. I got it. I got it deep in the file. There's like five left. I'll definitely trade mm-hmm. you one because I want somebody that digs it. You know, some people Absolutely. are like, some hey, people man, are I'm, like, I'm literally sitting next to my record player. <laughs> oh, nice. Oh, yeah, it has, yeah. yeah, it has my storytelling about my first concert. Oh, yeah. What uh, was your first concert? The Fresh Festival in oh. Roanoke, Virginia in 1983. The lineup was Grandmaster Flash, uh, Houdini doing the freaks come out night. And then it was run DMC on their second album. Nice. On their second album with the hats, the king of rock. Nice. And then then it was my favorite, the fat boys. Nice. All right. uh, Yeah, man, I have, I tell the story about it. I went to the concert by myself. My mom dropped me off, but it's literally a legendary concert because it was the first time hip hop got taken into arenas, especially down South. And it was just packed. Like nobody had seen, this was shit so underground and so funky. And then it it was just, I caught it. It was like seeing Led Zeppelin play, dude. They just melted the place. Everybody, and it was all positive by yourself. Went by myself. That's crazy. My mom, the dude. You don't I, have like a friend that can to come with you? <laughs> no, he chickened out. His parents oh, went to Oh, shit. So I Good on you it. for saying, fuck it. I'm going to, I need to see this. <laughs> oh, dude, because I bought him first. Like he was kind of mm-hmm. into breakdancing, but I was full. I got paid to breakdance at other schools. Nice. I was full in and I would get 12 inches. I, I knew the local DJ. 
uh, I knew I was just all into the first Run DMC album. I remember even before they came out, I was pop blocking, listening to like Egyptian Lover, all this like electronic, you know, Planet Rock, all that. And then I, I was kind of right on that cusp. This album came out called Hard. No, it wasn't Hard Times. It was mo- what people do for money. And then Run DMC came. It was just like Houdini. And it would just hit a pocket for me, like all that stuff, like, and other kids were kind of going towards cheese metal. I was, <laughs> I kept on going. And my buddy that I would break dance with, everybody was kind of getting into Molly Crew. I was just going full on hip hop. Uh, and uh, his dad wouldn't let him go. And my mom drove us, was planning on drive. I called him all day. He wouldn't answer the phone. I remember. Ah, that's such he a bad feeling. The, the dad <laughs> took him out and he never talked. I kind of was like, what fucking happened? He's like, my dad just, we went out. And uh, so I just went by myself. My mom went and dropped me off, but it was the best thing ever, dude. I went right to the front. I I I went to concerts by myself before. Yeah, I had a full- Not my first one, but like, I don't think I could- experience, dude. Because the, had, And it became like so much more personal because you're there by yourself. Dude, so much personal. And it was so hardcore. And uh, but it wasn't like dangerous. It was just oh. like it was on the cusp of seeing like the sun coming around. the. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just the very beginning because image wise, these guys weren't on MTV. You had to know somebody yeah. to get these tapes or they were on the R&B station. And that was at late night. In some towns in Virginia, you wouldn't even get that. So you would get a tape of Richmond playing this late night show or these tapes come down from New York. So it was the first time visually, instead of maybe you see a little clips of them, but visually you saw it all perform. And sonically, this was like real turntables. Like, yeah, I saw Grandmaster Flash before Serato or any of that shit, like on fucking, you know, techniques, two techniques in a realistic mixer right in the middle, you know, cutting vinyl through stereo arena monitors with lasers. And they had these blue little lasers, like the real green, like Miami vice lasers shooting everywhere, dude. Like, you know, that video, they're all wasted. Pete Townsend comes down and those lasers come out, dude, that's what they had. And uh, they were writing letters and it was the fresh festival. No, but uh, promoters all talk about it. It was like, a moment in time, like, like it was before it was when hip hop still had it, like it's innocent, yeah. it's like right? When the shit popped. Um, and but the, I first, the first hip hop group I saw live was Wu-Tang Clan. Uh, but it was, uh, it was, those guys are kings. Is uh, during La Palooza 96 and they were the uh, uh, secret guests. Nice. Uh, it was like either them or Rage Against the Machine. It was going to be one or the other. So, but it was. Ended up that, I got up. I got up close. I'm like, I don't think Rage Against Machine has a DJ. But then it, uh, it was Wu Tang Clan. They're so fucking awesome, and they like uh, it's like crowd surfing. They just fucking work. Like they're like a, like a rock band. You know, they're like treated like a rock band. Like people were like moshing to them and just totally with them. And I feel like that was kind of like a turning point where I'm like, I, I was like, I think I love the Wu-Tang Clan. Dude, you saw them out of their prime in a yeah. huge audience. And then I think ODB, they got all that love, you know, because yeah. so, the music fans, even if you don't like hip hop, like you, you got to, you know, some of those Wu-Tang joints are just so mm. incredible. Sampling able, Kung I, Fu shit. And like, you know, you never hear, you, you were like, dude, this is an insane art. 
Have you ever listened to Zarface? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I yeah. fucking love those records. That's the, oh, wow. It's Inspector Deck. Uh, but um, the one he did with Ghostface, I think, is the best one. Uh, it's so fucking good. And I feel oh, like wow. they, they, they kind of capture that... Um, you know, like like that early '90s production feel, but it doesn't feel like you know they're rehashing it. It just feels like kind of very natural uh, and just sounds like you know, some, you know, evolved. Yeah. yeah, but it's still like sample bass. They're scratching well, on when it. When those guys you know, like try to do compres- trap music, it doesn't work. Yeah, like, you have you have to stay in your lane. I love, but I also just love that kind of production that like that '90s like compressed beat very synth. Yeah, synth yeah. or grimy sample oriented. Yeah. You know, the sample thing is like just a, a tricky thing now. Nobody wants to pay for that. No, shit. no. Why would they? Just, they fucking destroy you. They yeah, really and they destroy you. Yeah. <laughs> for doing it. Yeah, like they 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 learned their lesson. To not learn. There's yeah. a golden age with that, and just like man, when that happened, it was such a fucking interesting thing. But I feel like they also just kind of mined all those sounds, uh, and you know, like so they also gave you, a lot of people checks. Yeah, you know? like the Steely Dan, like all these yeah. guys. But like, oh, think about like how, if if they just percent of this one huge hip hop song called Uptown, which is Peter Guns. It's like obscure hip-hop song but huge in hip 90s hip-hop mm-hmm. but uh they went after them and they own 90 percent like steely dan because it was a huge part oh, of it yeah, yeah it was like and they took the whole thing and it was a huge hit yeah uh but, but they it's got so 90 percent of it yeah you know, it's probably it's a, some lawyer. I mean, it's just a battle. Yeah, you're going to war. But but it was also just you know, it's such like an interesting moment in time where it's it became kind of this like postmodern music that you know really just takes something from uh, the past and makes it new. But you know, like there was, I feel like a threshold of how much you can like redo that until like you're now like rehashing the rehashed thing. You know, like the kind of like remixing the remix. So like I feel like there was had to be a point where hip hop kind of started making its own sounds, and I think like you know modern hip hop might not be so much my thing, and like trap stuff might, not, but I feel like at least like it is creating a new thing and just in, and it is pushing uh, yeah, things in, yeah, in, in these new it's weird directions. The bottle in its own way. Yeah, and it's you know it's like it's for kids. You know, it's like it's it's rebel music for Sugar. kids. It's not it's not yeah. for forty year old me. Yeah, yeah, it's sugar. It feels good, but it feels bad later, you know. But the beats are stacked really good, and some of these guys are yeah. so soulful and like yeah. creative, I mean, and the beats are really creative. Some of it's trash, but that's yeah, art. That's know? all music. There's all tra- music. there's there's always been trash. Yes, yeah, <laughs> we just forget. We just forget trash. trash. <laughs> you just try to get to that one percent. You just want to hit the bat. You want to try to hit the bat, but not. I, there's nothing guaranteed, baby. It's just mm-hmm. like. It's very organic, you know, it's like, I always say it's like being a surfer. You're like, the wave is supposed to be right there, but yeah. the wave isn't always right there. No. You know, the wave is gonna do come when it comes. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> Have you been meditating? I've been getting really into meditation. I've never meditated. I feel like my artwork is my meditation or like music is my meditation. I feel like I'm not the type, I've tried before where like, I, I can't really shut off my mind that way. And nor do I really want to. I'd like, I don't feel it's a hindrance. Um, 
I feel like I kind of meditate like like when I just lay in bed awake at night. I don't like consciously try to, but I just try to kind of like relax myself. I feel like, you know, art art in itself is very meditative and kind of, you know, you focus onto like a point. Uh, Basket weaving. Yeah, but it's just like, I'm not it's just like, I can't, I don't have like the discipline to like. Oh, uh, cool, no, I just started getting into, I'm just wondering just for the cannabis coffee hour, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. I open consciousness through herb, but I have learned with, like, I do think consciousness is there and you're just slowing down to tap in. Yeah. And that's the same thing you do with your art. Yeah. Or acid. Especially or- like, I feel like music in particular, like, especially singing and, and stuff like you kind of, you know, you know, a lot of music is kind of you you kind of focus into like the right now. Like, you know, we we yeah. only really have like now as a point, you know, the t- rest of time is kind of you know ambiguous and a kind of an idea. So, you know, I think in music, when especially when you like really vibing off of your uh, the people you're playing with uh, really centers you into into right now and into like the moment. And I feel like that's the best times happen when you're just kind of all thinking in the same moment and kind of you forget about the past, you forget about the future and you're just, you exist then. And to me, that's what meditation is. Like, it's just kind of like centering yourself to, you know, the only moment that actually exists. And And that's that's helped me with, with like my anger and my frustration and my jealousy. It, uh, it, it doesn't get wipe it away, but it makes it just kind of makes you look inward more towards yeah. and have a little bit more understanding of it of on a bigger scale. So it, it, you're kind of tapped, but you but everybody has like stretching or sports. Yeah, you know, everybody's different. It's like it's same thing with I think with drugs like coffee and weed might not be for a lot of people. No, I mean I used to get like panic attacks on. Yeah, on yeah, yeah. But I feel like through those panic attacks, I kind of learned how to like uh, calm myself from having panic attacks. Yeah, yeah. Because like like, it would like drag me through hell and I have to like figure out how to drag myself out of it. Yeah. But I feel now I don't get it anymore in that sense because like I kind of trade myself out of it. And I feel like the thing that really was kind of causing them was that thing of like where I was kind of being hyper aware of like the instant moment, the re-existing and realizing that like everything else is kind of a con- construct yeah. and that would like and then like you know that would blink me out of existence but now like i learned that it's like no that's great like like you know and you know if i'm like starting to like panic just like just breathe play guitar like uh super work. heightened yeah. awareness of yourself yeah yeah and also just like no one's ever died from weed and you're not gonna be the first one so <laughs> stop yeah. being a baby and just take a nap <laughs> and neil young just said and it does work i think a lot of it's uh smells mm-hmm. you know weed is such a strong smell and it's uh you know the same thing with lavender can give you tones but they mm-hmm. say to bring you down if anybody spazzes out is uh cracked pepper Fresh cracked. Yeah, pepper. I've heard that. Peppercorns. If yeah. you just put a peppercorn in your mouth, because I think it's just the pheromones from that. It's a, just an intense. It'll just because you do have cannabinoids in your brain. I can't talk. Yeah. You have stuff in your brain that it does naturally link to. Yeah. But I think it shakes it out of it a little bit. I feel what that mostly just happens is just regulating your breathing. Like uh, and just like take deep breaths and like uh, I remember Yazan like like he's he like helped me out of a few of those. 
but it just like mostly just like just breathe just like uh don't worry you know about you're, not, you're not gonna die yeah and just focus on your breath but i feel like that's kind of where you know music and art comes in it's because when you yeah, but you can do it on, on things, it's like, like tripping daily you know because yeah. you're focusing on your breath and a lot of it's just losing your ego so yeah. by focusing on your breath, you're kind of being like, I'm this human, I'm this organic, I'm just yeah. like this plant over here, I'm just like mm -hmm. this. So a lot of my drama comes in my ego. So yeah. the more I can walk around and see, you're supposed to like see people without their ego, mm -hmm. you know, and they're like, oh, this guy is just a rotting piece of fruit. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and ultimately, you know, you, you try to destroy your ego. Yeah, and that's, that makes that's us a, that's, that's a healthy thing to makes do. Us more compassionate towards each yeah. other, it makes us more kinder. It makes us yeah. it softens everybody's edge. Yeah, I mean that's kind of like what was fun uh, uh, about that uh, trip I just took was that like yeah. I, I, I was like I was part of this awesome art show, but I was like it's not about me. It's not like you know when, wow. once the opening started, like I, I like me and my wife just sat back and drank. Like no one talked to us about the show. Like you know they want to talk to him because it's like. I was like, I like, I helped somebody like achieve like a bigger version of their vision, uh, which is, you know, rewarding in itself. Oh, you're the best, Dima. You've helped me attribute to my bigger vision coming on the show, Dima. Thank you so Absolutely. much. Absolutely. Thank you for you having know, me. That trip sounds amazing that you did with uh, Wayne Cohen of the Flaming Lips. Tell the people, give them your website where they can find your art. <laughs> uh, com, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Demon Church. Uh, I don't know. Find my Instagram. I, I like to post. I try to post things of value. <laughs>